The following message is from the audio ministry of Coastal Community Church. We trust you'll find it helpful and encouraging. Now, here's Pastor Chris Rollins. Welcome to Coastal. We're glad to have you with us today. It's been a great day here already. Uh, We had a great uh, Easter Sunday, and uh, it's been a great follow-up, and uh, we're excited about this series that we're in, uh, The Real F Word, talking about forgiveness. Um, This morning, first of all, I want to kind of let you in. uh, You got my email this past week. Uh, You know that we are now live-streaming our services, and it actually already is up on our website. I kind of, I gave you the URL uh, link to it uh, where you can watch it online. We're still making some adjustments with volume as far as like uh, my voice and uh, the, the band and all of that. So we're working on all that. But already this morning, I got a couple of texts from uh, Galen and Perry Moyer. They were in North Carolina watching online and I had somebody who was homesick today and uh, they texted me that they were watching online. Uh, so make sure you uh, take advantage of that uh, little uh, added bonus that we have here at our church now. And, um, but I'm excited about today. As I said last week, and I want to say this uh, today as well, forgiveness is one of those issues where that if you will totally embrace what we're talking about in this series, you will walk out of here a brand new person. And uh, last week, I know for a fact that nine people uh, walked out of here brand new. Uh, but today, more than that, not just receiving God's forgiveness for the very first time, but the issue of forgiving others uh, is a major, major issue. And um, how many of you, uh, for example, how many of you either recognize or know uh, the Lord's Prayer when you hear it out loud? You're familiar with the Lord's Prayer, you know. Um, well, uh, I, want to, uh, I want you to repeat it after me. Uh, we're not a liturgical church, and so we don't do a lot of readings and things like that out loud. Uh, but we're going, to, uh, we're going to read the Lord's Prayer together out loud. It's up on the screen, and uh, so repeat it with me. Our Father, which art in heaven... Okay, it's not on the screen yet. There we go. Is it coming on the screen? Because some of you don't know it. Um, I think we're having issues. It's not on the screen. So for those of you who know it, you've got to say it really loud with me this morning. Okay, here we go. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Now, did you catch that middle part? Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Now, many of you maybe don't remember repeating that part. Maybe you remember the more modern translation that says, and forgive us our sins just as we forgive those who sin against us. And then to add a little bit of emphasis to what Jesus has already said, um, he adds these two verses. And a lot of times we forget this part. Jesus says, if you forgive those who sin against you, Your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. Wow. I mean, that's that's pretty strong there, isn't it? You know, here Jesus is saying that our forgiveness from God, our relationship to God, our blessing from God is directly linked to our ability and our willingness to forgive the people in our own lives. Now, why is that so hard? You know, one of the reasons I think that's so hard to forgive other people 
is because we really do have a misunderstanding about what forgiveness really is. So to begin this morning, I want us to talk just for a moment about what forgiveness is not, okay? So if you're taking notes, number one, forgiveness is not making excuses for people. It's not making excuses for them. You know, if, if you've been hurt in the past and everybody in this room has experienced some sort of uh, pain or uh, heartache, um, you do not have to justify those people's actions. You know, you, you don't have to say things like, well, you know, they were under a lot of stress when that happened, or that was a bad season of their life, or, you know, they didn't really mean it. They didn't understand what they were doing. Uh, you don't have to make excuses for people. Number two, forgiveness is also not trusting the passage of time. How many of you have either heard or said something like this? Time heals all what? Time heals all wounds. What world are you living in? Time heals all wounds? Seriously? Listen to me. The passage of time does not necessarily make things better. In fact, I know people today, maybe there's some people in this room that, are, that might fit into this category. You're actually holding on to stuff that happened in your, in your life 10, 20, 30 years ago or more. You know, the passage of time doesn't make everybody better. For some, it makes them bitter. Number three, forgiveness is also not denying the pain. It's not saying it didn't hurt. Uh, it didn't matter. You know, it's okay. And sometimes, guys, we're, we're really good at that, at denial. You know, we're, we're tough. We're rugged. You know, nobody can hurt me. I didn't, I didn't feel anything. It didn't matter. You know, unforgiveness, think about it like this. Unforgiveness is like a little splinter in, in your finger. And, and it might start out really small. But if you just deny that it's there, if you don't take care of it, it'll get infected. And it'll end up destroying your whole hand, or worse. And forgiveness is like that. You don't have to deny the pain. Now, you do have to deal with it. And we're going to talk about that. Number four, for forgiveness is also not necessarily getting an apology. It's not. It's not you getting an apology. It's not, it's not confronting that person and demanding an apology. Forgiveness, you know, is not seeking revenge. It's not getting in that person's face. As much as you would want to do that when someone has hurt you. So, how do we do it then? You know, how do we forgive other people as God has forgiven us? Well, today, I, I want us to look at this biblical process for forgiveness. Now, as we do this today, as we look at this process, one of the things that I want to challenge everybody in this room to do is, is to make this very real and personal for you. In fact, I don't want this just to be, you know, kind of an abstract, uh, you know, intellectual experience. I want you to personalize this. I want you to think about that person in your own life who's brought about a lot of pain and hurt. In fact, as you came in this morning and you saw what the message was about, or you, as we started talking about forgiveness and forgiving other people, my guess is somebody already came to mind. So, with that person in mind, let's talk about how we do it, how we forgive. Step number one, you gotta understand just how much God has already forgiven you. You know, as human beings, we have this incredible capacity to forget just how completely, fully, and freely 
God has already forgiven you. You might write that down, completely, fully, and freely. That's how God has forgiven you. In fact, Isaiah chapter one, this is you and me here, he's talking about, listen to this. Come, let us talk this over, says the Lord. No matter how deep the stain of your sin, I can take it out and make you as clean as freshly fallen snow. Now, no Charlestonian has any idea what that's talking about there because we, don't, we have no idea what snow is, but those of you from, not from around here, you know what that looks like. Listen to what he says. No matter, e- even if, even if you are as stained, as red, as crimson, I could make it as white as wool. You see, before we can go any further in this process of, of understanding how to forgive other people. You really have to come to terms with the idea of how much God has forgiven you. We gotta remember that we are the ones, you, me, we went to God as red, uh, as crimson, you know, a stain on our soul, and God completely, totally, freely forgave us. Why? Because of his great love. Because his forgiveness is, is unconditional. We, we've got to get this step down first because only forgiven people truly forgive others. You know, one of the reasons why it's so hard to forgive somebody else is because you've, you've forgotten just how much you've been forgiven. You know, you and I will never have to forgive somebody else as much as God has already forgiven us. You know, Jesus tells a really interesting story in Matthew chapter 18 about a king who was owed a lot of money. And uh, the king decides to call in everybody who is in debt to him and uh, it's time for them to pay up. And so the first guy the king calls in is this guy who owes him literally millions and millions of dollars. And so uh, the guy comes before the king and the king says, you owe me millions. Today's the day. It's time for you to pay up. And the guy's like, I don't have it. I don't have the money. And the king in his anger says, I, I, I'm going to have you, your wife, your children, everything you own sold, sell you into, into, into slavery, put you in prison. And uh, the guy just falls on his knees before the king. And he begs the king, like, king, you know, please, please be merciful to me. Uh, and, and, you know, be patient with me. I will pay everything back. And Jesus says that the king is filled with compassion. And he sets him free. And not only that, he forgives the debt. You know, don't worry, you don't have to pay, pay, pay me back. You're, you're free. Well, the man who was in debt, the man who owed this king millions of dollars, leaves, you know, scot-free, and he's walking down the street, and he sees this other guy who happens to owe him thousands of dollars. And he goes up to him, and he grabs him by the throat, and uh, he demands his money. Right then, right then and there, the guy who owed thousands of dollars falls down in front of the guy who had just literally been, you know, minutes earlier been cleared of, you know, millions of dollars And he begs this guy, he says, hey, be patient with me. Have pity on me. Show me mercy, and I I will pay it all back. So the guy 
who had been forgiven millions, tells this guy that he's going to throw him and his wife and his children, throw them all into prison. So word gets back to the king. The king, very understandably, is upset. Look what Jesus says in verses 32 through 35. Then the king called in the man who had been forgiven and said, you evil servant, I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? Then the angry king sent the man to prison until he had paid every penny. Now, the story that Jesus tells ends there, but then Jesus continues and he says this. Listen, that's what my heavenly Father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters in your heart. Wow. Again, that's pretty strong, isn't it? Pretty clear, too. Do you have somebody in mind this morning? Again, I bet from the moment we walked in today, you thought of somebody. And maybe you even began to play the tape in your mind of what they did and how they hurt you and the pain that they caused. Maybe it was someone who committed adultery. Maybe it was a a spouse that hurt you. Maybe it was a parent who abused you or molested you. Maybe it was a friend who stabbed you in the back, betrayed your trust. You see, what we are talking about today, it is very, very personal and very real. And even though it may be very, very painful, as we walk through this today, again, I want you to personalize it because I want you to experience freedom today. Which leads me to number two. If you want to experience forgiveness, you've got to set that person free. In other words, you literally have to release them entirely. That's what it means to set them free. It means you are choosing to no longer hold on to that bitterness, that resentment. It means that you're gonna stop playing the tapes of that incident over and over and over again in your mind where they hurt you, where they they harmed you. You see, when you release somebody, when you set them free, it means that you don't have to confront them. You don't have to reconcile or repair the relationship. Because this is what what you need to hear today and understand. Freedom is not about them and what they did. It's about you. You don't even have to have a conversation with that person for you to set them free. You can choose to do that. Forgiveness is always a choice. And when you make that choice, listen, you will be set free. You see, a lot of you, instead of letting them free, uh, setting them free, releasing them, 
Instead, what you've been doing is you've been holding on to that. Maybe holding on to a grudge, holding on to the resentment, holding on to the bitterness. Somebody once said that, that you holding on to a grudge, holding on to that bitterness and resentment, that's like you drinking the poison and wishing that, that the other person were to die. You know, that, that's you, you know, holding a gun to your head, you know, and, and shooting yourself thinking that, you know, the, uh, the gun, the recoil is going to hurt them. It hurts you. You've got to set them free. You know, if you want to walk out of here today and experience the joy and the freedom that God gives you, then you've got to release them. Now, when you do that, what you're doing is you're saying, I'm going to give up my rights to repayment. You know, when, when somebody harms us, we automatically think that they're in debt to us, that they owe us, that they've got to pay for the wrong that they've done. But when you set somebody free, you're giving up your right for repayment. You're basically saying, that's in God's hands. That person no longer owes me anything. You're also releasing your right to revenge. You know, again, that's a natural thing. When someone's brought pain in your life, when someone's hurt you, you, you want revenge. You want to have that conversation with them where you set, set it right or worse. But when you set them free, you're saying, it's no longer in my hands. Look what, uh, look what the Bible teaches in Romans chapter 12. Listen to this. Never pay back evil for evil to anyone. Do things in such a way that everyone can see that you are honorable. Dear friends, never avenge yourselves. Leave that to God. For it's written, I will take vengeance. I will repay those who deserve it, says the Lord. You know, when it comes to this issue of release, you've you got a couple of options, okay? You can either release them and be done with it for the rest of your life, or you can keep rehearsing it for the rest of your life. The choice is yours. You know, another reason this step that we're talking about is so real and so important, it's because when you're holding a grudge, when you're holding on to that hurt and that pain, what you're actually doing, according to this passage, according to Matthew 18, according to Matthew 6, you're actually separating yourself from God. You're, you're putting a wedge between you and God. And when you release that person, when you set them free, truthfully what you're doing, you're setting yourself free. It's really not about them. And, and the choice is either freedom or bondage. You have a choice. In fact, go back to the story that, Matthew, uh, that Jesus told in Matthew 18. Look at verse 34 again. Listen to this. In anger, his master turned him over to the jail, jailers, listen to this, to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. One translation says he, he delivered him to the tormentors. Another translation says sent him to prison. Okay, the, the king allowed all that to happen until he paid the debt. And then there's verse 35, listen to this. He says, this is how, this is exactly how my heavenly father will treat each of you you and me, unless you forgive your brother from your heart. Wow. Don't miss this. In other words, 
by you and I choosing not to forgive. It's as though we are putting ourselves in our own self-imposed prison of torture, pain, torment. God allows that into our lives until we choose to forgive. He says it's going to continue and it's going to manifest itself in all kinds of negative consequences, by the way. Emotionally, mentally, yes, even physically, and especially spiritually, until you set them free. Until you choose to forgive in your own heart. You've got to catch this today. Forgiveness is the key that sets you free. It's forgiveness. And when you do that, God says, I can even miraculously bring something good out of the pain that you've experienced and set you free from that self-imposed prison that you've been in. You know, I've seen that over and over and over again here at this church. Many of you today here at Coastal, man, you are walking miracles. I'm amazed as a pastor to hear of some of the pain and heartache that so many of you have been through. And how now God has, has set you free and brought about good even out of that painful situation. Listen, God has the miraculous ability to bring about ministry out of your greatest misery. To bring about healing out of your hurt and your pain. That's the miracle of forgiveness. Now, those first two steps, understand Come to terms with just how great you've been forgiven. Understand God's forgiveness of you, step one. Step two, setting people free. Those first two steps are absolutely mandatory. You can't skip them. This next step, though, it's conditional. Uh, in fact, step number three in parentheses underneath it, it says on your outline, if or as much as possible, okay, Step number three is reestablish the relationship. Now let me be clear. Forgiveness and reconciliation are not the same thing. They're not. Um, there are times when you should not reconcile. There are times when you should not reestablish the relationship. For example, don't reestablish the relationship if it's going to lead to additional harm in your life. You know, don't reestablish the relationship if you go into it expecting an apology. In other words, if you've painted this picture in your mind and you've built it all up of, of how you think it's all going to play out and you're going to go to this person, they're going to beg for forgiveness, they're going to hug you, and it's all going to be good. In other words, you know, no, don't. If you have an agenda, you know, you haven't really released them. You haven't set them free. But if it's possible, as much as you can, Reestablish the relationship. Now, if you can't, you can still act in a good way toward them. Look at Romans 12, 21. He says, don't let evil get the best of you, but conquer evil by doing more evil and wishing them harm. It doesn't say that, does it? Somebody's like, wow, you got excited there, didn't you, for a second? Wow, this is great. No, it doesn't say that. What does it say? He says, don't let evil get the best of you, but conquer evil by doing what? good. Now, what does that mean? Well, it, I think a starting place might be that you actually start, you change the way you think about that person. And then this is huge. You begin to pray. 
pray for them. You know, not, not for God's vengeance. You know, not, you're not praying lightning bolts, you know, to, to zap them. But you actually begin to pray blessing on that person. You begin to look for positive ways that maybe you could treat that person. Or maybe you just stop talking about them. Stop talking about the situation. Listen, it, it's okay not to go back relationally to the way things were sometimes. Biblically, it, that's true. You know, let, let's say that your best friend, for example, had an affair with your spouse. According to the Bible, you are required to forgive that person. But you are not required to remain best friends. You know, it doesn't mean that you're going to hang out with each other on Saturday nights anymore. Forgiveness, absolutely. Reconciliation, maybe not. Only if possible. You see, if you've forgiven the offender, you've released them. Then, then you should feel no guilt or no shame that the relationship hasn't been restored. It's okay not to restore the relationship sometimes. And there are times when you shouldn't. Look at Romans 12, 18. Do your part to live in peace with everyone as much as possible. That verse says a couple of things pretty interesting. First of all, he says, do your part. Do your part. In other words, you can't force the other person to release you, but you can set them free. You can do your part. You can do your side of the equation. And then it says, as much as possible. You know, sometimes it's not possible. And if it's not, you skip step three and you move on to step number four. Step number four is repeat the process. Do it again. Have, have, have you ever read, this is probably one of the greatest like marketing, you know, techniques, uh, uh, explanations or directions for a product. You ever read the directions on a, on a bottle of shampoo? Um, I have not, but a long time ago, uh, I did, and um, it's kind of funny what it says. You ready for this? Wash, rinse, and then what? Repeat. What kind of product gets away with that? Use it, use it again, and do it again, right? How many of you do that, right? You know, I, I did that, and then this is what happened. Just all the hair fell out. Anyway, um, the process of forgiveness, you ready for this? It's the same. You're going to go through this process over and over and over again for the rest of your life. In fact, if you've been thinking about that one person you need to forgive, unless you've lived under a rock your entire life, you know, there, there's more, more than one person in your life that you need to forgive. In fact, even if you forgive everyone in your past, there are going to be more people in your future that you need to forgive. And this is a process. You are continually trying to understand and grasp how great you have been forgiven. It's a process to set someone free. You just don't think it and do it. It, it, it takes time. It takes effort. You know, in, uh, in Matthew chapter 18, just before Jesus told this story about the king and, you know, the million-dollar debt, Peter comes to Jesus and kind of, you know, a little bit of self-righteousness uh, to him. He comes to Jesus and he says, Jesus, how many times do we need to forgive another person? And uh, that you need to know that in that day, the law said seven times, okay? That'd be pretty cool, wouldn't it? Seven times. Man, you get to like six and you're like, wow, this guy got one more chance, right? Well, listen to what Jesus said, Matthew 18, 22. No, Jesus said, 70 times seven. 
Now, some of you, you accountant OCD types, you have already added that up and went, how many times is that, Jesus? 490. And you've already looked at your spouse and said, you're like at 420 already, okay? (laughs) You're walking on thin ice here, buddy. Um, That's not what Jesus was saying, okay? How many times should you forgive others? The answer is, how many times do you want God to forgive you? You know, what if I went to God, you know, for forgiveness and he said, Chris, I'm sorry, you're at 491. That's it. He doesn't do that, does he? Remember, his forgiveness is total, complete, fully. You know, no matter how many times I go to God in in humility and sincerity and I ask for forgiveness, he forgives. So when we're hurt by other people and we go to God and say, God, how many times do I got to do I got to do this? He's going to say, how much do you need my forgiveness? I, I, I know this is hard. You know, I've, I've experienced pain in my life. And yet some of the strongest teaching in the Bible is about this principle that our relationship to God, our forgiveness from him, our blessing is somehow connected to our forgiveness of others. This is huge. God says, the only way you're going to experience my best is is to forgive people. Because when it comes to forgiveness, it is a choice. It's got nothing to do with that other person. It's got everything to do with you. And so today, it is a choice. And on, on one side of that equation, you can choose to hold on to your bitterness. You can choose to hold on to those grudges. You can, you can hold on to that desire you have uh, for revenge, and you can let that just run wild in your life. Bitterness can be the choice that you make. God's not gonna force you. However, just know that if you make that choice and you allow that bitterness and, and that Uh, desire to run wild in your life, it is going to manifest itself, the Bible says, in some terribly unhealthy ways. In fact, listen to Hebrews 12, 15. It says, watch out that no bitterness takes root among you. For as it springs up, it causes deep trouble, hurting many in their spiritual lives. Listen, it is going to manifest itself. That's what Jesus was talking about when he says that he is going to, you know, release you to the prison. He's going to put you in, allow you to go to that prison, allow the tormentors to come. It's gonna manifest itself in things like high blood pressure, irritability, sleeplessness, depression, isolation, negative attitudes. You're gonna build up emotional walls that are gonna keep you from having uh, strong relationships with other people. All that and more if you make that choice. Or you can choose to forgive. And Jesus said, he will set you free. You'll find peace with God, with other people. You'll find physical health, joy, love. When when you and I choose to forgive, we're basically saying, God, I want to do life with you at a higher level. 
I want to become more and more like you. And my challenge for all of us today is to choose forgiveness. Release that person. Set them free. You know, I think one of the proofs that you've actually forgiven that other person is when you can go to God and honestly pray for that person and tell God that you have forgiven them. If you're ready to do that, I want to walk you through that today. I want to help you set that person free. Truthfully, I want you to be set free. I mean, let's walk out of here today knowing that we've been set free. Now remember, this is important. Jesus said that the same forgiveness that you extend to others is what God is gonna give you. And remember, step one is to understand just how great you've been forgiven. I really believe that you know, this is one of the things that we as believers have in common, that we have this greater ability to extend grace and mercy to others because of the grace and mercy that we've received. Maybe you haven't received that yet. Maybe that's where you're at today. Maybe you've yet to really just come before God and confess to him that you are a sinner, that you have blown it, and that you need his grace and his mercy. You know, you're like the, the guy who owed this big debt and there's nothing else you could do. There's no way you could ever repay it except for to beg for his, for his mercy. Today, God is ready and willing to give you that forgiveness and that mercy and that grace if you'll just admit you need it and ask for it. You don't have to clean up your life. You don't have to, to do anything. You don't have to become something. You don't have to become religious or stop doing this or start doing that. You just come as you are. Remember last week we talked about how God is the loving father. If you'll just take that one step of faith, he will run to you. He will make up the distance. So I want to step you through that today. But I also want to step all of us today through forgiveness. Bow your heads and pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, God, today I, I thank you for forgiving me personally. I thank you that, um, you know, I, I owed a debt that I could never repay. And I thank you for, uh, when I came to you humbly, admitting that I'm a sinner and in need of a savior, that you welcomed me with open arms, embraced me, kissed me, welcomed me into your family. God, thank you. And Father, today I believe that there is someone else here in this room who knows that they have never yet fully embraced uh, you into their life. In fact, they've run from you. They pushed you out of their life but today they want to come home. Today they want to be forgiven. Listen, it is as simple and yet as beautiful as a prayer. Pour out your heart to God right now and say, Dear Heavenly Father, I admit it. 
I've blown it. I have a debt that I could never repay. And as a result, I have, I have run from you. I've pushed you out of my life. At times I've tried to be really religious and truthfully that's just frustrated me even more because I could never be good enough. But today I recognize that your love for me was so, so great that you sent your one and only son, Jesus, the only one who could be good enough. And he died on the cross for me, my sin. And Father, today I ask, humbly ask you to forgive me. I ask Jesus to come into my life as my savior and as my Lord. I believe not only did he go to the cross, but he rose from the dead and he is alive. And Father, now for the rest of my days, I simply want to, I want to follow you. I want to become more and more like you see me now, brand new, clean, forgiven. Maybe you're here today and you've already prayed that prayer. The next step for you and for me, for all of us is, God, you have fully, completely, and freely forgiven me. Who am I that I would withhold forgiveness from others? Father, forgive me. And maybe right now you have the, the name of that person in mind and you've been replaying that pain and that hurt over and over again. And it is real and it did hurt. Listen, turn that all over to God. Set that person free right here and right now say, Father, I forgive them, I do. As much as I know how, as much as I understand, God, I release them. I'm gonna do my part, God, I choose to forgive. This is probably gonna be a process, God, because it did hurt and it was painful. But I know how much pain I caused you. I know how complete and full your forgiveness is of me. So right here and now, God, I choose to forgive this person. I'm gonna do my best not to rehearse it, not to replay it over and over. And God, as hard as this is, I pray for them. I, uh, I pray that you would draw them to yourself. I pray for good in their life. I pray that you would have your way in their life as you have your way in mine. Father, right now we can hear the chains being released, the prison doors being opened. And people are gonna walk out of here set free. We love you, Father. We pray all these things today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to a message from Pastor Chris Rollins of Coastal Community Church. For more information about Coastal or to explore what your next step of faith might look like, check us out online at coastalcommunitychurch.org. From Pastor Chris and the family at Coastal Community Church, thanks for listening.